calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. Welcome everybody to the Potescue Podcast. I am CJ, and with me always is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, brother? What's up, buddy? You all right there? That's a little low, low key for you. I was in the middle of lighting a cigarette. I didn't want to like ah, it. Okay. I, I get it. I was trying to be very careful. Fucking burn your mouth open I, and shit. Yeah, no. I would fall and fall my dick. No, I don't want to. Or set your beard on fire, which would be an awesome picture for the podcast. I'm just saying, but still. Look, um, look at how fucking pointy this fucking thing is. I fucking love it, dude. You look like a badass. Um, I look like a Bond villain. A little bit. I'll give you that. Um, we are here to discuss a social... No, not social. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. We're here to talk about Ready Player One. That was a... That was a Awful fucking interesting. Yeah, it was terrible. But what are you gonna do? I we can't all make gold, man. I don't know. I'm wearing my fucking Mario T shirt, so there you go. Look at my shirt. Look at my shirt. Yeah. I brought the podcast. So <laughs> I I brought the awesome. You did bring the awesome. So um Ready Player One, dude. So yeah, that, ready, ready, ready Player One. No, yes. Before anyone says anything contradictory, this movie has been out for fucking ever, but I had not seen it till what, like, I guess a month ago, and we just haven't, Yeah. as we talked about on our last episode, we hadn't recorded in a while for because life got in the way for both of us. Um, life uh, gets in the way. Life does get in the way. So I want to talk about Ready Player One because I have some serious praise for this movie, and the internet does not. Surprise. Yeah, I was kind of, I was just as surprised as you were because, first well, off, spoilers. My, my surprise, yeah, well, my surprise, real quick, my surprise comment was a little sarcastic because the internet never says anything bad about anything ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump's still president. Um, yeah, but no, spoilers, you're right. Spoilers galore, guys. We're going to fucking spoil the shit out of this movie. 
Um, if you haven't seen it by this point, first off, what the fuck is wrong with you? Number two, um, don't listen until you've seen the movie because we're going to tear it apart. And this is the kind of movie I will say in my, as my first part of review is the kind of movie that if it's spoiled for you, it's going to, it's, it's not going to be as enjoyable. I think for me, yeah. seeing all the different Easter eggs that are, we're going to talk about, because I'm going to talk about all of them, finding them on my own, or at least as many of them as I have, because you may have seen some things I haven't. I don't care if you tell me about them at this point, because I've seen the movie enough that, okay, whatever. But finding them myself was really exciting. Speaking of not seeing a fucking movie, what the fuck is wrong with you? Have you seen Solo yet? No. Comes out on September 25th. I'll have a copy then. You son of a. Well, it happens. At this point, at this point, between some of the conversation we've had, the conversation we had with Mac Ranger and Kevin Smith, the movie's been ruined enough that, like, I don't care if we talk about it, but I still will. And I'll still watch it, and I'm sure I'll still enjoy it. But enough of it's been yeah. spoiled for me at this point that, you know. But we're we're gonna do the respect that Matty Granger didn't do, which is we're gonna give him a spoiler like warning because we we well, want, both want him to make sure he sees it. He didn't. Uh, let's not let's not dog on <laughs> Matty Granger because he didn't spoil the no, movie. He, but I, he knows I'm joking because he, you know, I mean, you know, he no. What I said was 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 sort of a jab, but with a lot of love. Uh, of but we're we're really trying hard not to spoil it for him because we know. That he will fucking love it, yeah. or he'll be critical of it. But well, there are parts that yeah, I think he'll enjoy. And I, without getting the whole thing on Matt, one of the things he said in part one of the episodes we put out with him is that he does not like that that big, like dazzling thing, you know, on screen. So I'm right. I'm actually curious that he may not like it because of there's so much of that, you know. Now I don't know if he'll I look think, past that. I to think the I think you'll like one. I think you'll like one part of it. Oh, I think you'll really enjoy one specific part of it without so, question. Without question, and, 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 that's, and, and that's the part in the in the part one episode where I called it a uh, a wet nightmare. Yeah, totally. And 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 from this point forward, Matt, we are going to talk about that moment at some point. So just we appreciate that you're a fan and that you like the show, but don't <laughs> stop now if you haven't seen the movie yet. Just just just. Yes. Hit stop and come back to us later. We'll be here. Um, yeah, read to our episodes. You, that'll, that'll fill in some gap. We, so, um, so where, where do we begin with this thing, man? Oh, first off, yeah, I don't even know. Where do we begin with this? Because it's, 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 it's a massive undertaking. This movie, while only, what, two hours and 20 minutes-ish, would you say? It feels kind of long. It, it does, but... And I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to me, in the best possible way, like I couldn't get enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it it could have been. It's 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 not on the level of Infinity War in terms of wanting it's more. Actually, What's that? Go ahead. It's only 140 minutes. So two hours. What's two hours twenty minutes? That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I was just surprising. But and it and it's not on the level of Infinity War in terms of the magnitude but it left me wanting more and more of it like i could have it could have gone for three more hours and i would have been thrilled like mm-hmm. but i'm a, and the other thing to keep in mind and i i would say i'm more than you are i'm a gamer i'm not i know you play games and you have your systems and whatnot yeah. but i i am the bigger gamer of the two of us is that fair absolutely 
Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that you're basically living in a video game world is... I, I've got a lot I can say. I know you're, you were off-air concern, speaking concerned to me about, can we fill an episode with Ready Player One? I've got a lot I can say that isn't just about the movie that ties back. So um, sure. I don't know if you want to start or just... Because I don't want to do a shot-for-shot shot or scene-for-scene scene kind of thing. I just want to talk about the movie as a whole. And I, I will... I, I, could, I could start a little bit. Um, good, because I'm struggling. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy enjoy your beer. Uh, hey, first off, yeah, I'm enjoying least, my wine. I was gonna say I'm not I'm not the one drinking box wine. So box wine in a kettle one vodka rocks glass. Yeah, there's something wrong with all that. There's just something yeah, wrong with that whole it's sentence. Called, it's called my dad breaks all the wine bottles. Oh no, oh, well there's that too. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, first off, Ready Player One is based on a book. Yes, 2011. Which I haven't read the book. Neither have I. Read the book. No, and and I I want to put out there just for me. I'm not going to speak for you. I'm just not much of a reader. I used to be as a younger as a child. I did, but I'm not much of a reader now. So that's the only reason why I haven't read the book. Well, I am a reader, or at least I was more uh, ravenous of a reader when I was younger. And me too. I actually, yeah. me me and and Stephanie are both I, I, with my influence. Uh, I've been going to the library pretty regularly now. I've been going like oh, nice. every every other like week. Nice. And it all sort of spawned when she came into town a couple weeks ago. And we I said, let's go out, sit down at a, at a cafe, enjoy each other's company, and just have coffee and, and sandwiches. And while we're sitting there, we're both we're, we both follow that classic thing of just pulling out our phone. Right. And look at our right. fucking phone. Right. And I said I said, you know, I'll be right back. And there's a library right across the street from the cafe, which is literally down the street from where I live. And I went to this library, the Rockbridge Branch Library, for my entire life. I said, fuck this. It's time for us to read some books. So I went over there, and I got like a stack of like five books. And I said, you need to read two of these. And they were both rolled off. So I'm trying to get this whole back in that habit of reading. Even to the point where she couldn't finish the story. She was reading while she was out here, and she even took it home. And then when she came back out here for our anniversary, she had to give me the book back. Be like, "This is going to be due. Uh, please, please return it." And I said, "Fuck that! I want you to finish the story." So I read her the story while we were on a Skype call, just so I'm like, "Make sure you get this fucking story." Oh, that's cute. Uh, and anyways, I mean that sincerely. Like, I'm not. This is a book that actually it is cute. Uh, at one point, I I read it to her as she fell asleep. I literally fucking like like read her a bedtime story. That's that's disgustingly cute, but in the best possible way. Like it's it is syrupy, sugary, bullshit filled, like adorable. It is. It is. Um. So so to be to what I'm saying is that I've been trying to get back into a habit of reading actual books, not just fucking blurbs online. So do you think you'll um, read the book? Do so, that- but Ready Player One is. Act- I want. I not only do I want to read the book, but I will actually go to the library and, and check it out. Like I, it's on my list now. Like I, I don't want to be that type of person that's like I want to read a book after I saw the movie, but that's sort of where I fall in because I didn't read Harry Potter until after I saw the first movie in theaters. Okay. Because it was part of me, kind of like I don't want to jump on that battlewagon. I was still a big reader, but I had no interest. And right. then I saw the movie. I'm like, well, fuck! I want to go read the book. And my friend, uh, Michael, who we've talked about a lot, 
I saw Ready Player One the first. I saw it twice, and I saw it the first time with him, and he had read the book, and he uh, sort of falls in that same category as me. He's like he was a big reader when he was younger, and then just fell out of it. Um, and now he like said, I want to hear. I want. I've heard all. I've heard is great things about this book, and he read it in like two days. And you know, real quick, I got it. Uh, so I, he spoke very highly. I got to say that, like, one of the things I'm a fan of these days, and I, I don't use it as much as I should, is Audible. Because you know how much I like listening to podcasts. So with the Audible, you get that podcast right. feeling, but you get the story. And I, I need to do that, honestly, with, with Ready Player One, because I, I do want to know what the book is like. I did that even after I read the Harry Potter books, like, numerous times each. I actually did uh, – someone gave me the torrent. Um for the entire book series and I had it playing on my fucking laptop and I would just fall asleep to someone reading me Harry Potter. And it is 100% relaxing. My, my favorite one, and I want to get way off our conversation, but my favorite one I've ever listened to was, um, tough shit. I, that's, that's a good one because it's Kevin reading the book and he's not reading like some, some books because I've listened to a couple and some of them, they read it word for word and that's all there is. And there's no inflection. There's not, a, it's just reading as if you were reading to a child, right? Yeah. Kevin treated it like a fucking five hour podcast. And yeah, it was, it was gold. It was awesome. But anyway, what's that? It was all over the place. It was, but it was great anyway. So, like you said, it's a book, and it's been a well-received book, and 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 to some people, I'd yeah. almost say a Bible, because there, it's 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 a book. Yeah. I mean, okay, Bible may be extreme, but certainly like something people are devoted to, or, or I mean, it's got the kind of devotion that a Harry Potter does. You know what I mean? Maybe not the to the same number of masses, but the people that are devoted to it are equally as devoted. But you, you know it's what I'm only saying? one book, though, right? It's like it's not a series. Well, he's writing. He's writing Ready Player Two as we speak. So I don't know when it's coming out, but he is writing the sequel. Well, actually, I'm looking it up. Uh, spinoffs and sequels. Uh, there's fan fiction stories and a sequel novel. Yeah. Uh, he's working on a sequel, right. but he never is. It hasn't been confirmed that it's going to be called Ready Player Two. Well, that's what he called it on the extras on the Blu-ray. Maybe that's not what it's okay. going to be. It's final you, title. You, but you saw the extra shit. I didn't. So yeah. you actually can and it participate was er with all the and, and, background shit. Right. And it wasn't somebody else. It was Ernie Klein. It was Ernest Klein, the guy who wrote the book on screen saying, I'm writing Ready Player Two. Now, he didn't say that that's definitively what it's called, but that's what he called it when he was discussing it. So I don't know if that's going to be the ultimate final title or what. But, you know, that's another right. issue altogether. Um, eight. Dude, it's it is a geek wet dream. Oh, it really know, like, is. It it is from from the minute the movie opens and you know, you get that 80s song. I'm trying to think of what the opening song was. I think it was Take on Me, but no, it's Jump by Van Halen, no, I think. Is it? I thought no, it's um uh whatever the fuck the Huey Lewis song is. Uh, no, I don't think it's Huey Lewis. It's, it was a Back to the Future song. Uh, it, was, it was that... Dude, I think it's Jump by Van Halen. I'm about to put the movie on. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, 
you're gonna look it up anyway. But from I'll that look it up. from that minute, and then he you see Percival walking on the screen, which is the in-game character for the main ca- for the main character Wade Watts, which yeah. I've heard rumors that that is a homage to Deadpool. I think it's more of an homage to the superhero uh, double letter name, like yeah. Peter Parker. Correct, but if I recall, he's yes. In general, that's where he was going because he talks about it on the extras. But I think he picked Wade Watts specifically to be close to Wade Wilson. You know what I mean? Uh huh. So, um, in any event, you see him walking in, and he's got, and I don't. What I'm excited about talking about this with you is I'm hoping I notice some things you didn't notice, and vice versa, so that we can be like, "Holy shit, I didn't catch that." You know what I mean? But the fact that he's wearing the Han Solo belt and gun holster. Yeah. yeah. And then the belt buckles the fucking Thundercats. Okay, so you were right. It was introducing scene was Jump by Van Halen. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, the World in My Eyes by Depeche Mode is in it. Tom Sawyer by Rush yeah. is in it. That's yep. just for the trailers. Uh, trailer music is Take On Me. Pure mm-hmm. Imagination this trailer yep. uh you make my dreams daryl hall and john oates yep uh blah, blah, blah. These there's are a trailers. lot of a um, lot of good music in first there. key um, challenge at the races i hate myself for loving you by joan jen the black Hearts. that's at the race scene that's a great great accompaniment to that yeah. race scene i fucking love that and the reason the reason the reason why we're talking about the music because the music is very integral to the movie Oh, it's um, it's a character in and of itself, I think. Yeah. In this movie. Blue Monday eighty eight by yeah. New Order. Y- yeah, I I hate the eight eighty eight classification, but yeah. But that's my argument about the song, not the movie. So. Uh everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, yeah. Cheers for Fears. I'm about to like start playing clips of all these songs because I I just love you them. Should, <laughs> well, you should be dancing by the Bee Gees. Yep. Yep. We're not gonna no, take it yep. from Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister, yep. Uh, and then everything else is by uh, the composer, Alan Silvestri. Oh, uh, Stayed Alive, Bee Gees, One Way or Another, Blondie, and Stand On It, uh, The Boss. And to your, to your Back to the Future point, Alan Silvestri did all the music as the score for the Back to the Future movie. And I think that would mean... Because when you think Spielberg for music, you think of John Williams. Right, and and he was originally who Steven wanted for the movie, but he was busy scoring something else, which what it was escapes Star me. Because they do what's that? Probably Star Wars. I yeah, I don't remember. They do talk about it on the extra, but I don't remember what it was. And so the next choice was Alan Silvestri. And Which makes this like the third movie that John Williams doesn't compose for a Spielberg film. I think it's the second. They reference it. You're There's, right. It's it's two or three. You're right. I'm not going to argue there, that it, number. It's the color purple. Um, it was Spielberg's first film, Duel. Okay. And then it. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not. I'm. I don't know uh, enough to uh, make an argument about that. Nor, nor do I think it's important enough to argue that point out. Um, but oh, you Dead know, Man's Party. What's that? Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. Yeah, I, there's I, a I, there's a lot of dude, there's lot a of, lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Um so but then you Sweet know Sweet Dreams. Okay. Sorry. 
That's just, all right. Just, I'm just you know, getting into it. So, all right. Then they get into the race. I mean, it goes right into that race. Well, first off, you see his friend Age. He, he does an introduction. He does an introduction of his friend Age, and he and we'll get into Age because that was a really cool thing thing too. But they, you know, and they show Age fighting on Planet Doom, and there's literally like. Well, first off, he talks about what the Oasis is, and it takes you through the different worlds. I will tell you right now, if I could, if I could hurricane hang glide, I would do that tomorrow. That looked like like a fucking fuck ton of fun. Yeah, uh, um, I I'm right there with you. I mean, a lot of people, I think, will all agree that. Well, in one hand, we are just basically five steps away from Oasis. We have already so? begun the virtual reality too. Well, yeah, um, but. I think the message is, is that, yeah, virtual reality is fun, but you got to live your fucking life as well. Yes, that is the overall message of the movie, and I'm sure the book as well. And I, I have to agree with that. I do. But all right, so let's get heavy for just a split second, and and not nearly as heavy as our last episode. But let's let's talk for a second about like, and I remember saying this to Deb when we watched it, like, for someone like me who has the disability and can't do yeah. a lot of the things that I want to be able to do and to be able to yeah. do it in the Oasis or a world like that, I may never leave <laughs> because yeah. it allows me to be who I really want to be. Right. You know, and that could be good or bad. I mean, it seems like, and I don't know how, how it translated, but it seems like you could earn real money in there that you could use to pay your bills and all kinds of shit. Yeah. You know, so I, I, you know, that's, that is utopia for me, you know? And I can, I can agree with that. Um, not to the exact reason for you, um, right. because I don't, I don't have your disability, but I would, I can understand just like, you know, fuck dude, just wanting to like, I don't know, go to a fucking Lego world or, or even just you know, bullet dodge like Max Payne or some shit. Yeah. Or, or Neo <laughs> or Neo or, or whatever. But I, I mean, yeah. because I, I kept to my own virtual world, which is just movies. So my dad, among others would give me shit for watching just movies for hours and hours, uh, you know, day by day is because I was very depressed. So I could understand the urge of wanting to hide in Escapism. a virtual world. Where, escapism where you yep. can you could be your you could choose your own avatar and uh i mean he may you know uh, the main character uh fucking makes himself kind of look more attractive than he is not to say the actor is not sure good looking sure but he looks you know he's got cooler hair and he's always fucking with his hair and um i will say that the actress who plays sam is that yeah. her fucking name so yeah the character's name her is samantha yeah her her character and the actress look basically the exact same. Like they look exactly like. Okay, so let's talk about the the tech for a minute because one of the, I watched a lot of the extras. And the extras are almost like th three hours long. Like there's a lot of stuff on that that disc, mm -hmm. and the whole movie is done in mocap. So all that stuff that you're seeing in the Oasis, well, yes, it's digital. It's mocap digital, and it's not. And I and I mean no disrespect to someone like Andy Serkis. It's not like someone like him and then the other actor voicing what Andy Serkis did. This is these guys right. 
in mocap suits with the cameras and a whole bit and and did all their Oasis stuff in well, their own stuff. Well, what, no, that's what Andy Circus does. He doesn't do the mocap and someone else voices. He's doing the mocap and acting. Okay, and okay, so okay, but I guess a better one would be like when Sean Gunn did Rocket and then Bradley Cooper did. Yes, but, that, that, okay. that's a better. That's a better one. But you get my point. The point is these actors. So so their faces are to some degree their faces. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm sure there's some but, modification for to to give the Avatar look, but you know the yes. general. But like with Ty, what's the thing? Ty Sheridan? Is that his Yeah, yeah I think that's played? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played um, Ty Sheridan. He played Mr. Fantastic in that really bad Fantastic Four movie from a couple years back. No, that's not him. Mm-hmm. No, that's Miles Teller. Okay. Ty Sheridan. Um, no, uh, you're thinking of Miles Teller, the guy from Whiplash. He played Mr. Fantastic. Ty Sheridan was an X-Men. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's Cyclops. He plays in, Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I got my... My people confused. Yeah, you're right. My fault. The, the other, the other Marvel character, um, but his character compared to him looking how he looks is different. Whereas, compared to um, yeah, compared to Samantha, yes, I would agree. She's closer to what she yeah, really looks like. She because when because when they did the whole reveal of what she looks like, and I'm like, because I was when I was watching it for the first time, I'm, I'm like looking at her. I'm like, fuck. There's something about her face. Something about her voice. I just know, I know who this is. And I recognized when, when there was a big reveal of her showing her face, which by the way, her birthmark, that that's one of my only criticisms is like her birthmark was not that big of a deal. No, it, it wasn't. But, got, but to someone who deals with something like that, it can be, you know what I mean? I, I can understand that point of view, but in terms of birthmarks, it would actually kind of made her look sexier. It kind of looked like, like Domino, you know, like Domino from Deadpool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree, and, and and not and because we're gonna jump around, I actually like that by the end of the movie she had incorporated into her avatar, right? You know, so but I recognized her before. I, so my what I was saying was is that she, the actress who played uh, Sam, I recognized her because like I think her, I'm trying to get back to my Wikipedia page, but she was the she was in the show. Bates Motel. CJ, do you, right. you follow yeah. I, I I watched like half of the first season and I just lost interest, but I... Was she the chick with the fucking oxygen tank? Was that her? Yeah. No shit. I knew I recognized her from somewhere. Dude, I got... I mean, I gotta admit, I got a fucking bit of a crush Yeah. Uh, on her, but mostly from her character in Bates Motel. Because well, there's something I, about her, I was just like, she's like, you kind of want to like take care of her in like a weird maternal way, and like, let me let me be good to you. You just, she's beautiful, and she has you know her faults, and she's still, despite her disability, she's just like, I'm still, I have to carry this fucking tank of air everywhere, but I still want to do things, and I still want to live my life, and I, I I think her character I liked more in Bates Motel than I did in. Ready Player One. That's well, not to I'll, say I didn't like her character in Ready Player One. Right. Well, I will. I will tell you, and and I'll tell you that we actually do have another guest um, this week that we yeah, haven't yeah. introduced yet. But and I'll bring that person in, in a second. But I'm also going to get myself in trouble with this person because the fishnets with the fucking Doc Martens in the jean shorts will get me every fucking time. 
every fucking time. I, I like how when you were saying that, you were kind of like looking, <laughs> your, your eyes were darting back and forth. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, um, yeah, because I'm going to get in trouble. Walmart will say this. Oh, well, it's worth it. And so that, with no with no further ado, I will introduce um, Debbie. We finally got her on to the episode. So welcome, honey. Hi, now I can finally talk. I've been holding myself there for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and yell at me because I know you want to. No, that's okay because I have people I like on shows that I would want a free pass for. Oh, so I get a free pass for her? If that's the one you want, as long as I can get mine. I only get one? Uh, yeah, for right now. Oh, well, Be thankful you All get right. one, dude. Okay, yeah, right? it was killing me. Now I was wondering what that girl was off of. She's off the Bates Motel. Thank you so much, Rico, for that. You're welcome. I And here's the funny thing is that she's actually English. Yes. And her char- yeah, yeah, yeah. Her character uh, on Bates Motel is from England, but she has an American accent. Okay. Right. And I'm like, why the fuck don't they just make her British? Yeah, well, I mean, that goes... I mean, if you really want to start splitting hairs, that's like when we talked about Gwen Stacy on The Amazing Spider-Man, and they made... Or they made, you know, what was her name? A, a blonde. Um, well, because Gwen Stacy's a blonde. Right, but the actress is a redhead and should have played M- MJ is what oh, we were yeah, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, why not just pick a redhead? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same concept. But anyway, so... Yeah, dude, when... But to to back to the beginning of the movie for him, when the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. And now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April. And we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to Tax Act. Tax Act? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using Tax Act. Always happy to brighten your day. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. When they do that race and he pulls out the fucking DeLorean. Oh, God. I mean, and then, and then when they. What was that? The 1964 Batman? Well, that that car was in there too, yes. but the one he drives is the DeLorean. I know it's the DeLorean, but it's also mixed with the. Um... Well, I was going to get to it. Yeah. yeah. So, so when they pan around to the front of the car and you see the Night Rider thing going back and forth in the front on the grill, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll tell you something from the extras, Rico. That's really interesting. Is so, um, Ernie Klein. They interview him a lot on these extras, and they t- go to his house at one point. He has one of the few DeLoreans that look like um, it's not. It's not a Camry used one. Like he bought. It's a, a replica, though. Well, not even. I mean, yeah, but it's self built. Like he bought it, but but he took it a step further. So he's got the Knight Rider grill on his, like Percival does. That, that's kind of cool. And like then, he's like, I'm not just copying Back to the Future. I'm making it my version of the DeLorean. Right. And to take it a step further, that's not in the movie. He's got the Ghostbusters logo and the 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 yellow and black like checkered line from the second Ecto from Ghostbusters 2 on the side of the car. 
So it's nice. a combination of like the Back to the Future DeLorean, Knight Rider kit, and Ghostbusters all wrapped up into one. It and is, it apparently it's hauls ass. In car form. What's that? It's just an eighties car in like just like it's just like it's like uh Neapolitan ice 80s, cream but yeah. with eighties and cars. Oh totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, but that was pretty fucking awesome. So what do we want to solve? I actually awesome. have a question. Please. Okay. So they make this whole universe about where, like, you can be anything you want, whatever you want, look however you want. Now, what character or avatar would you be if you could be something out of something you've seen or you've? Well, okay. So the thing that was interesting about the avatars at least for the main characters none of them were a character right like they were their own amalgamation of things they weren't but a that's particular- the thing they could be really well, anything what there was two because there were like there was a part in the doom planet what the fuck was it called doom world planet doom planet that, doom yeah planet- there was a part where one of the characters is shooting freddy krueger no no yes. i get that so- i'm talking I, mean, I was talking about like Sam and Wade and Show and Dido and H. Like, no, none of them. I'm talking about every avatar you saw or even noticed in the movie. Right. Well, okay. So to answer your question, and this is something I was going to touch on later. So you just kind of rushed me forward, not in a bad way, but just just to something I was going to talk about, about earlier. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. So there's a there's a program out there, a real life program out there that I don't know if it still exists called Second Life. And it's an online virtual world. It is the Oasis, but you don't wear like the goggles and the, the gloves and the whole bit. But you go in there and you create an avatar and you live. You can work and earn real money and go to parties and have relationships and the whole bit. Um, and I spent 18 months in that world. Anytime I wasn't at work in my real job, I was there. And I had an avatar, and I had friends, and I spent New Year's Eve at a nightclub in Second Life <laughs> um, at a dance club, and there would be real DJs. There'd be people with, like, iTunes accounts that could stream their music into into Second Life, and they would spin music and stuff. And I did that, and it, in that... In that world, I was 6'4". I had long black hair, a black goatee. I was tatted up like a motherfucker. Um, and I... And I dressed like Neo 90% of the time. Like I had the black long <laughs> trench coat and the whole bit. So, you know, to your to your question, Neo's Dad, illegitimate child. What's that? <laughs> Neo's illegitimate child. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, like, I was like a rocker Neo. But you can, and, and like in Ready Player One, is tie it back. Like, if you remember in the beginning of the movie, like he's scrolling through things and changes his hairstyle just by clicking on a new thing. You could do things that quickly, you know? Okay. And, so yeah, that was me. So that's I think my avatar wouldn't be like a character like you were talking about like Freddy Krueger or on Planet Like we Demo saw one. Hello Kitty in there. We yeah. saw And you saw like Blanca. The Ninja Turtles. No, it wasn't Blanca, it was E Honda. E Honda, that's it. Yeah. But you saw the Ninja Turtles at one point, you saw Overwatch, you know. There were a lot of different like known characters. But what Rico, you look like you want to say something. I'm just thinking the um I did a Similar thing, which was the uh, DC online game. I played that for a little while. I, I didn't like it, but I know what you're talking about. I, I, I played it too, and I didn't like it, but I liked the concept of it. And it just, uh, I would probably choose what I made my avatar, which was I, I was in a sort of a trench coat 
uh, leather jacket kind of look. And I had a, like, imagine if you combined the Punisher's outfit with a uh, black mask. Okay. Or, yeah. yeah. So it was sort of like my, my helmet was like a black skull and I had like a green trench coat. It was like, it was like a black with like some, some green. It was like, I had like a, I don't know what the fuck I was. That's, I mean, on <laughs> one hand, I'd probably would choose that. Uh, on the other hand, I would also probably just like, I think there's something honest about me just wanting to be Darth Vader. Yeah, Batman. that's kind of what I was envisioning when you said black helmet. Like Being a Dark Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader, sorry. You don't get a pass for that. You said Darth Vader. I'm sorry. I'm listening to my dog whine right now, and I'm trying to keep her quiet. Yeah, the dog is whining I'm like so nobody's business right now. She's just the well, one of us giving her attention. Sure, it's, not coming up on the, it's not coming up on my head. So okay, good. Yeah, usually CJ's hearing my dogs bark, so it, oh, it's God, just an yeah. obligatory. What, what episode is How many like, dogs do you have? I have two German Shepherds. Oh, wow, they're beautiful And dogs. then they also live next to a dog park. So when he's got the garage door open, you can <laughs> oh, hear, God. like, it sounded like a dog fighting ring. It was bad. That's crazy. Um, because all, all they do is they just, because I'm on the upper floor right now because my dad's out of town. Mm-hmm. And so usually the garage is the, is the lower floor. But they'll just come out and look out the balcony and overlook the dog park. And I realize that all dogs do when they're barking at other dogs is say, hey, I'm a dog. Are you a dog? Yeah, I'm a fucking dog. They really are just talking. We had a cat, okay, the other day I took my dog out on the porch, and I'm sitting there, and I see her, she's just looking and staring down, and then all of a sudden I hear her go, and I was like, what the hell are you doing? So I grab her real quick, and I look down, and she's sitting there, and there's a cat literally like two inches away from her face. They're both just sitting there like talking to each other, like relating to each other. It's really that's all they're doing is just talking to other animals. My my uh, the younger of the of the two shepherds, Sophia, okay. she is always barking at everything. She's always barking at humans and at dogs. But oh, when my yeah. cat Dino comes by, she lets out this high pitched squeal whine that is only for Dino. She's just like really? <laughs> just like letting us know. Dude, you guys see this cat? There's a fucking cat here. And you're just like, yeah, Sophia, like, he, it's Dino. He fucking lives here. My dad loves him. My dad's like, go get the kitty. Get the kitty. Go see hi. I'm like, get the get your fucking hairy fucking mutt with teeth away from my fucking cat. <laughs> Speaking of cat, hi, Dino. Come here. You know, sir. Speaking of the cat, it's already there. Hi, Dino. Um, so that reminds me of a movie we were talking about called Ready Player One. Um, I think my character. What is this movie you are talking about, CJ? Yeah, I don't know. Some cinematic thing that made a fuck ton of money. What would your character be, Dev? You did, yeah. I think the problem with being a girl is that you want to change all the time because you always want to be the best. <laughs> you know. So I really wouldn't have a defined character. First, like the first thing that comes to mind is like strawberry shortcake. Second thing comes to mind is like tall blonde with big boobs. <laughs> you, know? you never really know exactly I, I, what you want. I don't know. Right, you know right now, maybe I, I, I want shorts well and fishnets big, with Doc I might, Martens. I might be a big blonde with big boobs. <laughs> What's that? I might. I might have a target to be a big uh, tall blonde with big boobs. <laughs> Yo, what's really confusing about this movie, and I noticed this last night. Okay, I forget the guy's name. The guy, the real big guy in the movie. Oh, Irock. Irock. Okay, Irock is okay. He's a guy in the world, 
And, he, you know, when he walks into the shiny, he walks into one of the Mutov rooms and there's a naked chick there. Oh, you're, you're talking about H. No, that was H. Yeah. H. Not okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So first, you know, he's like kind of put off a little bit. Then he's like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go with it. He's about to hook up with this girl. Then he looks over and sees like this decaying old woman screaming at his face about to slash his throat. But then yeah. also it seems like when he finally comes out in the real world, it's a, it's a black chick and everything. And it seems like she kind of has the crush on we yeah so go, let's let's back up a minute because at one point when he's going on the date with artemis in yes. the oasis and each before you know it's a african-american woman in the real world is trying to talk him out of the date and saying like it could be a 300 pound named guy named chuck in his you in know his mom's basement in his mom's basement in detroit mm-hmm. and we we both kind of got the impression that each kind of had a crush on him not you know, even Percival. on Percival, oh yeah, on Percival, not knowing that, even though he didn't know that she, it was a woman being age, and I don't know. So, what do you think of that, Rico? Do you do you agree with that? Um, well, first off, I when I first saw the movie, I kind of that was a little clue, and I'm thinking to myself, there's one hundred, there's a one hundred percent chance that H is a woman. I thought it was gonna be a young, I thought it was gonna be a little girl, personally. Oh, kind of like girl. like show is, but a girl instead. Yeah, oh, I must be a little girl being a big because the voice is just like, "Hey, what's going on?" You're like, <laughs> "Oh, come on!" Like it, it was almost a little too obvious. But I mean, like I said, because I rewatched it last night, what Debbie was saying, which was, you know, it uh, it just means that uh, H is a lesbian. Is how I looked at it. I was like, "All right, well." It's yeah, it's I thought that I yeah. thought that too after watching it like the third or fourth time to Debbie's point about you know going out going in to kiss the girl from the the tub, um from the shining scene. But there is that point where it seems like you know H has that connection where he feels like something for Percival. Honestly, when he's sitting, right. he's getting ready for the date and he's trying on all the different outfits and he's like, "What about this? But that what also about could, that?" That also just could be jealousy of losing your friend. Like I've been your best friend all this time, and now you're putting more emphasis on Artemis. You know, so I, I think it goes deeper. I think I think uh, H is possibly transgender. I could see that. That okay. that does. You know, I could see that. You know, a, so wait, 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 a woman Rico, just who is to- masculine. Just to back up a second, you mean H the Avatar character or no, or H the person or the, the H the person? The, okay, okay. Uh, the the actual black woman. I think the character is a transgender person, but she can't become a man. So that's why her her avatar is a big masculine man, and that's why she he responds to a uh, a, a a beautiful woman rising out of the tub because. You know, we may be putting more thought in this than Ernie Klein did, to be fair. But I kind of like that. Well, like, what I mean, well, maybe we'll find out in the fucking Ready Player Two that fucking, you know, they, you know, he got the change. I don't know. Yeah, or or it won't get addressed at all. You know, I mean, it could go either way. And, and, and it doesn't need to be addressed. That's no, the it doesn't it's need now, to be now addressed. Now we're a progressive part of the world where it's like, ah, well, whatever. And yeah. I don't remember any backlash about that. I don't remember any backlash of homophobia. I don't or either. Like yeah. I think I, the the backlash I kept hearing about the movie as a whole was more that they left a lot of stuff out, apparently. And then yeah. also it that... It changed some shit, is what Michael told me. Right. And then also that it was too much of a love letter to the 80s. Like, it was just a giant love letter to the 80s. 
But I love the nostalgia of the movie. So like, did I. It was amazing. And anybody that grew up in the 80s is going to appreciate that. I appreciated it because I grew up in the 80s. So looking back on everything that I saw, it was it was very heartwarming. See, me. this is the part where I like to give Rico some shit because he wasn't even born until two. Oh, you don't 91. even know the 80s. You no. weren't even good, like in the good decade right there. <laughs> like, yeah, I was, I was. You're a millennial. I was still oh. calm in 1990. Yes, you were still calm in 1990. That's true. See, I'm I'm not a Generation X or a millennial. I fall in the year where it's like right in between. Yeah, there, if you if you look up online the definition of millennial and Gen X, there's like a 11 month period where ne- you're neither, and that's where she falls. Yeah, it's I'm quite 1983, fucking funny. and we're nothing. So we were just I like mean, the forgot a, about year. You're you're the lost the lost children. We are the. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. We're the lost children. That explains um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> did I tell you that I, I named my car? No, but most people do. What did you name your car? The Millennial Falcon. <sighs> what kind of car do you have? It doesn't matter. The fact that he chose something not fucking cheesy, it could be anything. It really wouldn't matter. I, it's, it's a 2002 Honda Civic. And you named it the Millennial Falcon? Right, because he's a millennial. Not the Millennium Falcon, the Millennial Falcon. Okay, I get it now. Took yeah. me a minute. I, it was either the fucking Batmobile, so fuck off. Both are dumb, especially for a 2002 Honda Civic. Hey, you know it's what? I'll put a fucking Honda Batman Civic. symbol on the hood. Anyway. um, How do you that- improve a 2002 Honda Civic? You have to fucking be creative. You just... Deal well, with the fact CJ that you have... names them girl names. Yeah, I name them all girl names. Every one of my cars has been a girl, except for one. How many cars have you had? Seven. Uh... <laughs> Let's not get into Seven. these stories. Yeah. Well, I've totaled five of them, so. Did you fucking race on the fucking, like, race on, on Ready Player One? No, I just. Did win? I just have shitty luck when it comes to cars. Luck. That's you know what you is. don't get past King Kong, right? Like that's like an official rule. Actually, I'm gonna try the reverse thing next time and see if that works. Did you? I I quoted the fucking movie and I, I got know, no fucking recognition. That's what. No, that's why I gave you the response. I did. Jesus. Fuck you. You're drunk. Um. You've had a little too much wine tonight. Yeah. It makes me whiny. I'm gonna get more. <laughs> Let me get more. <laughs> this the wheels are falling off this one real fast. Um. All right, back to the, the whole thing. Off the Florian. Okay, so yeah, but you know when he and then and then H is driving the Bigfoot monster truck, which I thought was awesome too. You know. Okay. And then, but yet they throw love to the different genres of things. So, and to be fair. I'll, I didn't even know what it was until they talked about it in the movie, but Artemis is driving Akira's bike from Akira, mm-hmm. which is a highly known Jan- Japanime. I I thought that was from fucking Tron because I'm not. So re- did I. I'm not an anime. For, I I am not an anime person in any way. 
Like I've always, even to a good point where I've only seen like three Miyazaki films, and even then it was like, Argh. yeah. And I'm not a big Miyazaki guy, but that's a whole other conversation. That. I didn't think of Tron, but that is very similar to Tron. Well, and and so and that brings up a point that I want to explore, Rico. And if you want to tackle it later or start now, we can. But like, I feel like Ready Player One is this generation's Tron. I really feel like it can be. Do you know what I mean? And and what I, I mean by I that is that. that and what I mean by that, though, is that like Tron was not well received. It was it be, it's it's a lot like a lot of Kevin's movies where it ended up being a cult thing. Like it, it got a following after the fact. You know what I mean? I think I would agree with that. I think especially since the Tron sequel, what was it, Legacy? I thought because that was I love that movie. Okay, I, I loved it. I, I really Tron. did. I I was too creeped out by the young fucking looking Jeff Bridges. I'm sorry, that was creepy. Well, yeah, the that part wasn't done well, but the rest of the movie was good. The concept was fine, but I don't think it delivered. Whereas I think Ready Player One expanded on that possible concept, which is you're sure. in a virtual world, you're playing video games, and what happens to you could happen in the real world. Just like, just uh, it's just like the Matrix, well, you know. And that kind of goes, ba- and that kind of goes back to what you said earlier about we're not that far removed from the Oasis being a real possibility. I mean, oh, no, especially so about how people try to fucking escape all the time. Right, right. You know, and but uh, so it, the fact that we're close to that even being a thing is why I think this could be something. Again, it's not it. It. I mean, as far as I know, it did all right in the box office, right? Like it's in. It, 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 I think it made a killing at the box office. Right. So it's not like it tanked or anything. It's not like a. It's a a bust. You know. So. But at the same time, like it's getting all this 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 um, negative feedback online from people who, who watched it. All right, so its budget was 175 mil. Okay, it made that actually seems low for for a movie that it was. Yeah, it seems. I mean, fucking Avengers Infinity was 500 mil. Well, yeah, but that's because they had to pay like 25 fucking high Major level actors. That's true. Uh, so for box office, it made 582 million dollars. Yeah, so I mean, it made its money back and then some. So it's not like yeah, but you know, no, you got to think about it. Wait, you got to think about it. Let's, you know, you mentioned Avengers and Avengers made over a what over a bill, right? That's like one point two, one point four, something like it, that. It didn't beat Avatar, but it was definitely it was up there. It's right behind yeah. it, I think. Right, like it's not. We're not talking like I think. I think. I think it's still. Behind, I think it's behind Black Panther. So. Oh well, still that's Maybe a good a point too. War? But the, these these movies are making like one point something billion dollars, and and you know this movie should have made similar numbers, and it didn't. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it made its money back, so no. I, I think it was surprising because I think we it was for a Spielberg film. Uh, it was less well received than it would you expect from a Spielberg film. And it made less money than you would expect from a Spielberg film. Which is a whole other thing altogether, because I honestly think the fact that it gets held up to a, a quote-unquote Spielberg standard is kind of stupid. You know what I mean? It like, doesn't feel like it's... I, I, I told Steph this, it doesn't feel like a Spielberg film. It feels like a love for Spielberg films, but it's it's like a fan film. Like, okay, someone clearly influenced by Spielberg made a movie about 80s culture. That's what it feels like. Sure. Well, and and he's totally influenced by Spielberg's movies, you know. So, but he, but Spielberg purposely kept out a lot of shit because he's he he's like, look, I know I helped influence 
70s, 80s pop culture. Sure. But he purposely avoided putting a lot of shit in. The DeLorean was actually like a conversation between the author and Spielberg. He said, you've got to put the DeLorean in. And he said, ah, well, you know, it's still my property and I don't really want to put my stuff. He's like, yeah, but you produced it. He said, okay, I'll give you that. I produced it. I didn't direct it. So therefore the DeLorean qualifies. Right. I, he basically left out stuff he directed, but it was okay with produ- produced items. Yeah, I noticed that too. And they talk about well, that a little bit on the extras. Yeah. I mean, the only Spielberg-influenced thing that I could see that was involved was the T-Rex. Oh, the from Jurassic Park. Yeah. But yeah. even still, it was like, could that just could that have been the T Rex from Jurassic Park, or was that just a T Rex? Right, and, and yeah, know? there's nothing that indicated specifically that it was the Jurassic Park T Rex. I agree. Yeah, yeah. There was no da 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 da. There was no theme in the background. No, that could get uh, went either way, honestly. Yeah, and and to that point, you you're talking about the music, Rico, and and that that Jurassic Park music. I loved when they're in the the nightclub and he uses the Zemeckis cube and for that split second you get that back to the future mute not music but the 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 theme no it wasn't even a theme it's like the noise they make when he's realized like when he first gets to um hill valley in 1955 it's just that uh, it's like a chimes kind of thing but it's just it's, like ambiance yeah something like that and it but you you hear it when he when he you know, pulls off the cube and activates its power. It's the jingle that introduces each movie for the Back to the Future. Like when the credits are right. rolling, okay. it's still black. You hear, and the the main reason. I, I mean, that was that. probably my all time favorite. You, you uh, might have uh, missed it, Deb, because it's really quick. It's it's not on long. It's it's literally as long as Rico probably just did it. It's not. It's not something that sits on long. But if you're a fan, you hear it. You know, what I mean, and yes. it. it, it, it and it, the fact that you missed it is not a thing because it is that quick. It's really the blink of an eye. It's not surprising that you missed it. You yes. Know? So, um, and that's probably my favorite uh, one of the references. I mean, the the, uh, the movie's full of pop culture references. That's my favorite because it's called a Zemeckis cube, and it's all about going back to the future, going yeah, to the past back in time. Minute. Yeah. And I thought it was mm-hmm. such a fucking little. Uh, Which, that was my favorite. If you. And I don't know if this is why it only goes back a minute in time, but if you remember when they first, first, first do time travel and Back to the Future, Einstein only goes into the future a minute, or does he go back? Yeah, back, he goes goes into the future a minute. One, one or the other, yeah. But yeah, it's only a minute time difference on purpose. So, and I'm wondering if that's why they made the Zemeckis cube only a minute as like an homage to that part of the movie. Well, hold on, I got the jingle on YouTube. Just I'm gonna put the. Uh... You remember that from Back to the Future? Like I do remember that from Back to the Future. So, I just didn't catch it in P- Ready Player One. No, and it was subtle, and it was low volume. It wasn't in your face, so you had to be hearing for it. And the first time I watched it, I wasn't certain that's what I heard either. I actually had to wait till the next viewing to be like, yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah, don't... don't. I mean, I have a couple things about this movie that I'm not sure about. Okay, like what? Okay, now... Now, is it that when you are in the Oasis and you make money in the Oasis... That that is real money in real life. Um, they don't really tackle that. I don't but think. But I don't know because when the ant gets her gloves back and or when he takes the ant's gloves, 
he goes up the boyfriend like grabs him when he gets home it's like i lost everything and she goes and said this was our ticket out of here right but i don't know that he didn't spend real money on upgrades on stuff in the game or because he lost all his coin in the game they can't buy the house i'm not certain i think i think you can convert it i think you're, i think you're, well how i interpreted it was it, it it's money you could use the game but you could also convert it to real dollars and that's possible Which would make sense because everyone's in the fucking oasis how are people making money doing yeah. they're not working you know they they could probably fucking i mean they even imply like you can go and make a million dollars at a casino mm-hmm. among other fucking things at a yeah, hotel. That's true. And then it's like, if you, I remember that guy that showed one clip where the, was it like, a, I think a Japanese guy who his character dies and then he fucking goes berserk and wants to jump out the fucking building. Because that's he lost right, everything. Yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you that you're right. But what's unclear about that part, Rico, and I understand what you're referring to, but like, was that because he was, he lost all his money in the game or because he's now flat out broke period. That's the thing that's unclear. I think he's flat out broke. I, I think you might be right, but I'm saying that they, they left that area, that, that kind of question. Gray. Very it, it's gray. very yeah. gray. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know exactly what it means and what significance it has in the real world. No, you really don't. Well, and it's really kind of curious how they, plan to or well, what I, they I would, I would disagree because if you look at all the other characters like if you look at wade mm-hmm. uh he is living in a fucking slum and a lot of people around him are in poverty so obviously there is no real good economy right you know they're not helping each other so i think everyone's just they're just in there you know looting coins and fucking making their money with their weapons and shit to stylize their character because they want to expand on the avatar because they care more about their avatar than their actual self um okay but i am and i think that you know they're only making they're only making enough money to pay their rent and buy food that's all they're doing because everything else looks fucking horrible around them they're not paying you know there's no city officials fucking making gardens and improving the buildings all they're doing is just fucking making money to pay for their own bullshit i also think that's and i feel i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off but i feel like the movie is so much it like we are so close to that reality right we really are like looking at our you know economy and everything that's going on today you know with the weather changes the way the world's going the way the economy is like honestly like you said people cared more about their avatars than they cared about themselves and it seems like a lot of people are doing that now they live in their phone they live in their video games. They, they live on social media. That's what it is. Exactly. You, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I'm not going to throw names out right now, but there are people that we've talked about in the past that we know on Twitter that that's basically where they live, Rico. I mean, we see that all the time with these people, and you know who I'm talking I mean, about. I mean, our gonna... ourselves included. I mean, well, we are on social media. Not to, I mean, we still go out and do our jobs and do all that shit. We still have to make our money in. But, like... like we are both guilty of spending too much time in a virtual world. Maybe not putting on a fucking, you know, virtual reality helmet, but you yourself, you said you were a hardcore gamer. You still are a hardcore gamer. Are you, yeah. I mean, I play video games, but I'm not playing video games as often as, as you are. Andy, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. 
Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. And whether it's video games or Facebook or Twitter or even just fucking uh, watching a movie. We as a species have now escaped reality at a whole new level. I feel like I'm lost in this world because I don't have I don't do Twitter. I don't do Instagram. I never have. I honestly look at Facebook maybe once a month. I barely even look at my email and it seems like I'm so lost. What's that? Is that why you haven't added me on Facebook? That's probably one of the reasons you can ask CJ like I don't go on it ever. She gets the notifications on her phone, but she ignores them. You know, so it's not. But it, you know, I if you Thanks remember for earlier, me under the bus, CJ. Oh, it's fine. I don't <laughs> didn't mean it like that. But you know, going back to what I was talking about with that thing, Second Life, like you could you could earn Second Life currency, and I'm trying to remember what it was called because it had a name. Like it had. It was but, just called Coin, wasn't it? Uh uh-uh. uh That's Ready Player One. This had a name to it. Yeah. Oh, well, you're talking about your game you used yeah, yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Second Life. And you could, in, in Ready Player One, you're right though, honey, it is coin. Mm-hmm. They, that's exactly what they called it. But in Second Life, you could earn this currency and... Venmo it to yourself. And then take it and, and, and I don't think it was email. I forget how you had to... PayPal? No, well, yeah. You actually had, but you had to, not only that, Rico, but you actually had to go to a bank in Second Life... And open up an account and link it to your PayPal account and deposit the money in the bank. Like, this was real, real. I wouldn't trust that because that would be an easier way of hacking your shit. Well, I never did that stuff. I never, because you didn't, once you, you could sign up for free. It didn't cost anything to sign up. And you could get things like clothes and whatever with the in-game currency without ever having to spend real money or link it to your PayPal. So. When I did that stuff, and and I had a job in there, I did. I had a job that I worked, and I would use that to get myself like new shirts and shoes and whatever, you know. Yeah. But it it was it was a weird thing, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. You 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 had this whole you know no pun intended, but you had this whole second life. And to Deb's point, that's like where you know you could use it to make real money. And there were people that. Dude, there were real estate agents. I'm not even shitting you. Like you, you would go to a real estate agent to buy property in the game. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's like saying okay, there are prostitutes in the game, so you can get laid in the game. Well, there were. It's just... No, I never did that, but I know they were there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but back I, to I the say pro- my favorite currency uh, name is the show Lego, where it's called Studs. I'm like, <laughs> I collected a thousand studs. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, the coin in Ready Player One does kind of, it did remind me of that. Now that you mention that, like, because I've played the Lego games and you're collecting the studs. I know what you're talking about. And it, when he was driving through the race and collecting the coin from the, the crashed racers, it looked like that when it was like running, collecting into the collector he had in the DeLorean. A, a, a magnet thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of interesting. Um, did you play the Zelda games? Were you a Zelda person? Uh, I played uh, one of them. I don't remember what it I, I think I played Zelda on Super Nintendo. But I never, okay, that, I, I which, is, it was, it was, which is which is probably the best Zelda. Game. 
Okay, I only ask because if you see the keys when he's first doing the thing with the keys, when when Anorak is talking about the keys before they ever get into trying to find them, it looks like the keys were a Triforce. The way they come together and they were like circling in front of them. That's wow. the first thought I had. And I, I would, that's, if I got to ask Ernie Klein one question or maybe Spielberg for that matter, it would be, was that what that was? Was that supposed to represent the Triforce from Zelda? Because I think there's a lot, like, there's a lot of Easter eggs that are in your face, right? So yeah. like the, like the Thundercats belt buckle and the Han Solo belt that he's wearing and, you know, um, I don't know, like some of the other characters were in there and the Bigfoot truck and the DeLorean and all those things. But then I think there's also some things that are like subtle and, and beneath the surface, like the keys representing the tr- or looking like the Triforce. I would agree with that. Uh, there are a lot of, there are probably a ton of Easter eggs that I did not catch. I'm um, sure there's a bunch I didn't catch either, to be fair. You know. A lot of the Japanese animation shit I did not there wasn't a whole lot of it. The the only two that stood out to me, and I'm not the world's biggest fan, and if we ever get Desiree on the show, she I don't think she's seen Ready Player One yet, but when she does, she'd be the best to to tell us. But was uh-huh. the um the Akira bike from the opening race and then the Gundam that Dido turns himself into during the final battle. I thought I see I thought that was Power Man. Or no, not Power Man. There was a, yeah, um, no, not Power Man. There was a character from like one of those old school Japanese shows. Um, what was it? I thought I thought that's what it was. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. It, to me, it's all fucking Power Rangers. Is how I looked at it. Um, well, no, I, I. You're talking about? Are you talking about the one that's fighting the Mecha Godzilla? Yeah. No, that's that's a that's known as a Gundam. Because he even says that. He says, I take the form of a Gundam. And a Gundam is a type of Japanime robot. Um, I actually, there's a multiple series of them. And and Dev was pointing, forgetting that this is an audio medium, that it's... um, I didn't forget. I was just trying to get your attention. You could have just said it. You are on the show. I'm sorry, but I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, Debbie, what the fuck? I know. I'm just such a fuck. Um, (laughs) But there's a show called, (laughs) called Gundam Wing. And it's one of the, the variations of the Gundam stories. And I, I'm a huge fan of that. And I bought the whole series. What was that? Back in December, honey? Yeah, that was around Christmas. Yeah, I got the whole series on Blu-ray. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a fan of that Gundam style. Now, oh. what is our feeling on, what is it, the Sixers? Sixers? Oh, the Sixers. Sixers. Well, that was just what they called the 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 Gunters run by that IOI company. No, the whole corporation, the whole franchise. Well, no, the the franchise was called IOI, but yes. the the people that were you they were using to hunt for the egg was called the Gunters or the, the Sixers. 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 Yeah. So, what do you mean? What do we think of them? Like, what do you mean? Okay. Um. Oh God, where was I going with this? <laughs> you're not paying attention either come on no i'm paying attention (laughs) but honestly i mean so they said you know what you got to delete this part no (laughs) this is this is is what we do this is what we do all right so we got a bunch of people that go into a corporation are looking for the easter egg 
Well, they're getting paid mm-hmm. by the court. That's their job is to to, yes. to be gunters. Yeah. So we actually took an oasis and then we made a corporation that actually works in the oasis. No, 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 no. Iowa is a separate company. So, so the oasis is owned. I'm not by... saying the o- oasis made a corporation. Well, that's what it sounded like you said. Is that how you took it, Rico? Or did you take it differently? I took it how she meant it. I, I, I oh, don't. Okay. I'm falling. Okay. So I'm we got drunk. a corporation how the fuck that am makes. I <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. I'm not. I, I'm so scatterbrained now. You guys got me so confused. Why? So you you were saying that the company is a company with the, the way you said it was that works com- within the Oasis. Yes. Trying to find the Easter egg. Correct. Okay, yes. so we got a bunch of nameless avatars. Yes. That are just like IOI. Right. That well, they, they, no, they're not. Na- they're, they're not. They're nameless in a sense they're that they're numbered. not called. They're not called Percival or Artemis or whatever. But they're numbered. They're so their avatar name is six six five three seven or whatever number. Just think was. of the, well, how I how I thought of it was. They were just stormtroopers. They were. Yeah. They're basically you know stormtroopers. That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. What I'm here for. Thankfully, you're here for something. I'm so sorry on that question. I was a little I'm confused kidding. about it, and that's what I wanted to know from you guys. I wanted your feedback. Well, what do you what do you want to know? Like, just that. What like, how did it work? I mean, they were just nameless. They were just a yeah. bunch of avatars that looked exactly the same yeah. with IOI on their face, mm-hmm. and that's it. Right, and and yeah. to Rico's point, all all kidding aside, yeah, it's essentially what they were. They were stormtroopers with the single goal of finding the Easter egg for um, Nolan, whatever the fuck his name was, Nolan Sorrento. Sorrento, that's it. Thank you. Um, Which so is they the most could, like, it, like that was a great villain name. Yeah, right. It actually, is I'll I kind of wonder. I'll give you the be- I'll I'll give you the best analogy for what you're saying, Debbie. Okay. All those people looking for the Easter egg, they are all the workers trying to find Baruch Salt's golden ticket in that fact. That's a good one, too. That is a really good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I need to get drunk more. I'm becoming <laughs> smarter. <laughs> are you oh, really shit. that drunk? Like, You're not coming across that drunk. Dude, I, I had one bagel to eat today. Well, why are you drinking then? What yeah. the fuck? Because this is my fucking days off. All right, well then, what? Nobody needs what? to drink on their days off. You don't have to. I'm drinking now because I have to go. It's my niece's second birthday tomorrow, and they expect me to be there at 11 a.m., so I'm going to do my drinking now. Well, today was my daughter's birthday, so that's not an excuse. You look puzzled, Rico. <laughs> How many kids do you have? Two. Oh, that's why I was puzzled. I knew you had. I knew you had one. I didn't know you had another. Well, he only knew stuff. about Gabriel. Oh yes, I have two children. I have a son and I have a daughter. Well, fucking Mazeltov! Happy birthday! What's your daughter's name? <laughs> Autumn Lee. Happy birthday, Autumn Lee. Thank you. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, but that's to to your question originally, Rico. Stop. To your question originally, Deb, that was where. That's yeah. It's basically a bunch of nameless people trying to get the Easter egg so that Nolan can execute his plan to be able to sell that that screen space. But it also goes back to what I was saying earlier: is the coin money? Is it currency in the real world? Are they getting paid by coin? Or are they not? Are they getting real well, money? I, again, I don't think that's really addressed. Um, not saying that there's 
you know, something wrong with your question, but they, I don't think I really touched on that. But what what his goal was was to then sell screen space to outside advertisers, and that was his ultimate goal. Okay. Remember, that, remember that scene when he's in with the boardroom and he's like, "We're going to be able to sell like eighty percent of your viewing space." Mm-hmm. So he would so. And none of the major companies were that we know were on there, but it would be like if we were playing Oasis and you had this Nike ad in the top right corner the whole time, and like a, like a Starbucks over in the left side, and and Under Armour over here. I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever. That's what he was trying I- to do because um, what's his face? What was that guy that created it in the fucking place, Rico? Uh, fuck. No oh, shit. Holiday. I don't remember his first name, but Holiday. Holiday had a rule about selling advertising in the Oasis about you can't do it. And like, so he even. Well, he didn't like rules, period. Well, he didn't like rules, right. But one of it, the rules he did have was you can't sell advertising in the Oasis. So what Nolan wanted to do was once he got control, because he would have had control of the game at that point, is he was going to roll back that rule and uh, sell all this space off so that when you're playing the game, you'd have all these ads in your field of vision. Can I can I be critical for one second? Go ahead. Of who? <laughs> Whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Um, All right. I did not think. I, I didn't understand all the praise for Mike Mark Rylance, the for guy who? who played Holiday. Oh, okay. The guy. He just. I didn't. I didn't like his interpretation. Now, bear in mind, I haven't read the book. He could be fucking spot on for all I know. What I really liked was Simon Pegg's character. Yeah. Well, I, I like them both. Like, fuck, I kinda, I kinda want Simon Pegg to fucking Now which one was he? Uh, he was the The other he, old guy. He okay, was, he was the blonde guy that ended up marrying Holiday's date. Yes. That's exactly okay. who that was. Yeah. What a fucking like like tool? cock blocker that guy was. Jesus. Well, a tool? <laughs> no, look, you know what, man? I get what you're saying, but like if Holiday wasn't gonna make the move. And it was dead and dead on arrival. I don't know that I can blame him for that. But honestly, it's like bros before hoes. Like you well, don't right, stop. But, yeah. right? But but Percival or Wade, however, whatever you want to call him, makes a, a point about this. Or talking when they show this scene, trying to figure out the what leads into the shining part. He goes, you know, because uh, he what says was her name so, Catherine. Kira. Kira, that's yeah. it. Or I think yeah. her real name was Karen, but her avatar was Kira. Okay. Um, Kira. It was Kira because it rhymes with, it was very similar to Key. Right. That's why I was like, she was the key to the whole fucking thing. She was, totally. But when he's explaining to Artemis that, that Howdy went on a date with her, he said, because she says, what, wait, what, Ogden Morrow's wife? And he goes, yeah, but it was years before she married Ogden. Or before she married Morrow, I think is how he phrased it. So, years passed between that one date and the time that Ogden ends up with her. Like, this isn't like they went on a date and it failed and the next day she's going out with Ogden. Like, I think a good chunk of time passed. And to your point, Deb, about bros before hoes... But obviously Holiday still had feelings for her. Right, but he didn't express that. So, this is what I was about to say. Like... I used to have a friend that I'm not tight with anymore. We used to kind of have this rule that we were... We honestly, we were a little cocky because we were 17 and whatnot. But we would say, like, if if you couldn't date me, the next best thing or equal to is dating him. So we kind of used to have this rule that he 
shot down the toilet a couple times where if he was into somebody and I was into the same girl and I wanted to make a move and he wasn't going to do it, I still needed to go to him and get his permission. And if I didn't get the green light from him, then she was off limits. We don't know that that didn't happen. No, I completely respect that because I've had girlfriend that actually dated the same guy I dated like two years after I dated him and came to me and was like, is it okay? Okay. And I was like, yes, absolutely. You know, I have no feelings. You can go for it. Well, I go. think on the and, other side of that as well, because I, I had a friend who dated a girl and I think I think they made a fine couple, but I thought she and I had more in common. Okay. And I mm-hmm. asked I asked my friend, I'm like, you know, uh, he was done with the relationship. He's like, dude, go for it. Whatever. I think you guys would make a better couple. And I, you know, started flirting with her. And she said to me, like, Rico, I'm not a fucking prize. Like, I'm not a fucking thing that you and your friend can haggle I had that happen. That actually happened with a friend of mine too. That so happened I, to me personally. Yeah, so I got I got the other spectrum of that, which was like, you know, just because you think we have a lot in common doesn't necessarily mean I want you. I'm not like, I'm not a fucking thing item. You can just take like to pass pieces. around. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a trophy. Exactly. I've had the same thing happen. I was dating a guy, and his friend really liked me. And he ended up saying to me, like, look, I think we should end things because my bro wants to take a chance with you. And I said the same thing. I'm not an item. I'm not a possession. But that's slightly different because your friend didn't end the relationship so you could date her, did he? It was already over to begin with. No, he. it really got shitty because he, at at the time, he's grown since then. But at the time, he... He didn't know how to end it, and he was done with it. He got bored, and that was the truth. And okay. I, he sort of like, like I sort of half offered, and he sort of half asked me to break up, break them up for him. Oh, he kind of like gave you the leeway to end it for. See, him. and that's that's different than my example. My example was that you know if it was me and my friend, it, once one of us dated her, it was a little bit different. But like if we were just both interested, neither of us had made the move yet. Do you know what I mean? That's how it would kind of yeah. be. But well, I, maybe they'll but, reveal in fucking Ready Player Two. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But it to your to your point about the the actor and the character. Like, listen, man, I know some programmers. I know some game programmers, and some of them, dude, that's spot on to a game programmer. Some of them are that awkward. Some of them are that you know what I mean. Like, and I'm not saying that to maybe disrespect these people because it's just who they are. You know they're yeah, they're, sure. they're socially awkward. Not all of them, and some of them are are perfectly fine. And the guys that are socially awkward are fine with that. They that they know who they are and they're okay. They're in they're comfortable in that skin. So I I I think it was pretty accurate. I mean, you may not have liked it because he kind of got the short end of the stick, but he also made a sh- mm. he also made a shitty move with Ogden when he basically forced him out of the company like that was a shitty fucking thing to do and it brings it to you what you guys have been talking about and and myself as well it brings up the point of is that why he did it because he ended up marrying karen i think that's exactly why he did it but it never gets said and that's interesting but that's my personal opinion and i and i'm not saying you're wrong i agree with debbie actually i I agree i agree with both of you i think it's probably why it happened what was her name kira and what was up with Kira? Why was Kira. she bouncing from one guy to the next partner? Because I'm Why did she step in between that? Well, I, I almost wonder if she didn't view it as a date. 
Because I've been on plenty of things where I thought it was a date and I was wrong. <laughs> well, I think that's how she, I think that's how he interpreted her. He's like, she's the, she's the one who got away, but she still went from one guy to a next. So, she, you know, you know, he still acknowledges that he should have taken the leap, but right. you know, Hence in some ways it almost key. looked like a punishment. Yeah. Well, she, even, she even says the fucking what's her fuck. Like I've been waiting years for you. I, you know, I've been waiting a long time for this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to remember to be fair, he programmed that. So whether he programmed well, her to say that, yeah. or that's really how she felt is kind of unknown too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or, or you can interpret it as that she is saying, I've been waiting years for you, meaning that's what he's been wanting to hear her say to right, him. Right, right. That's what I kind of meant. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know. But let's... I let's, mean, would she really have met her husband if it wasn't for Holiday? Maybe. No. I don't... I, the, what's also unclear is how Ogden and... How, how she met. And no, apparently no, 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 he already no, no, knew her game. No, 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 no. That's not what I was going to say, though. It's not clear on how... Morrow and how they met, how they teamed up to, to create this thing. They could have been, I don't know if they were friends from childhood or what. It's, they don't really get into that. So, yeah, there's a lot of gray area in all this. But it wasn't important enough to cover, I think. And, and, and to be fair, none of us have read the book, and all that might be covered in the book. Okay. That we, I, think, I think I need to bite the bullet and just read the fucking book. Then I'll, I think yeah. I need to bite the book and get the audio book, because I'm not going to read it, but I'll listen to it. Um, <laughs> and I'll just hear from you guys. <laughs> what? You said, I think I need to bite the book. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so... <laughs> I'm on I'm on beer number four and drink number five. Yeah, I think so I'm on my third drink as well. Are you really? I think I'm I think I'm on like glass seven. Oh my god! You have the rocks glasses. They're not like full wine glasses. Still a lot of alcohol. Oh, Rico damn, can... Rico! Now, what is your reasoning for this again? For drinking it's Sunday. It's Sunday and it's your day off, and you have to be at your niece's birthday party tomorrow by eleven. Yeah. That's a pretty good. I'd reason. rather get, I'd rather get <laughs> shit faced earlier the day instead of late at night, where I'm gonna fucking. You gotta remember, it's only five o'clock out there. Oh, 530. that's right. Yeah, it's early for Rico. Um, I'm just playing with you, Rico. I'm just busting your balls a little bit. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been kind of dancing towards this part of the movie for a while now, but there's there's a really big part of the movie. And this is the part, Matt Granger. If you did listen up to this point, you need to stop. Cut it off now. But they do a big part centered around The Shining. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen The Shining. So you and Debbie have. So this is a great thing for you guys to kind of discuss. Because... There's Johnny. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that. And I've seen the little girls at the end of the hall. Like, I've mm -hmm. seen clips. Red Rom, you know. all that. What's that? Red Rom, all that. Oh, that's what that's from. Okay, well, there you go. So... Um, Red Rom. Red Rom. Red Rum. Red Rum backwards, by the way, CJ, is murder. Is murder. That I know because there's actually a show on the, the Discovery Investigative show channel or whatever called Red Rum, and it's a murder show. Well, that's kind of cool. But the little yeah. boy comes up to his dad and his mother and goes, points his finger out and goes, Red Rum. Red Rum. That's exactly how he sounds, <laughs> and it's creepy as shit. Rico, you're the impersonator on this show. Is she close? Uh, no. Okay. So, anyway... Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I think I remember close. that part. 
It's close so, enough where it passes as, a, as an imitation, but okay. Red, red rum, rum, red rum, red rum. He he like high pitches it towards the end. Red rum, red rum. Oh, you know what? No, okay, never mind. I saw that. Never mind. Go ahead. So, like H, I've never seen the movie, and H is like, you know, is it scary? Now I'm not dumb enough to know that it's. I know it's scary, but it's not that scary. It's really not that scary. It's kind of like a mind fuck. Honestly, it is. I it's more of a think I'd rather watch. Than actual I think I'd rather watch a Jason movie than something like that. Honestly, no, anyway. I think the Jason would scare you more than The Shining would. I don't know. Gothica it's fucked a, me up for like a week. Anyway, that's aside. Um, that's just because of Holly Berry's fucking atrocious acting. <laughs> Wait, Gotham? Gothica. Gothica. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's a psychological Wait, thing so with much. Holly Berry. Okay. Um. Yeah, anyway, it was that, her getting ready to play fucking Catwoman. <laughs> oh God, Catwoman was horrible. Don't ever bring that up again. It's not worthy. Yeah. So how Oops, close man. to the how close to the movie is the scene where the scenery and the scene work and and I mean I, look, I noticed some liberties with the um, the zombies towards the end and that kind of stuff. But how does it? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, because you are like H. You haven't seen The Shining. Did you get all the references? Did you get it when you were watching it? No, because I didn't understand half. I've never seen it. So okay. the only I, I I got the two girls at the end of the hallway. I knew that was a thing. So like I've seen I, I know about the two girls at the end of the hall. I kinda know the thing about the tennis ball, you know, bouncing down the hall. Um and that's and then I, I knew the even though they didn't do the here's Johnny thing, I know about the axe to the door and here's Johnny and right. and and, mm-hmm. and that's the extent of my knowledge with the shining. And I mean I know Jack Nicholson. The elevator in it. full of blood, the walls yes, bleeding, you know, that, all that stuff. Yeah. That doesn't mean shit to me. I don't know nothing about that. The picture on the wall. So the picture yeah, so, so the picture of Halliday and her is a thing from the from the yes. movie too? Yeah. Yes. It's originally the to spoil the ending of the shining. Yeah, by all uh, means, it, because I'm never going to watch it. Reveals, it the end. Fo- the end shot shows the close-up of that old-school 19-fucking-30-whatever-the-fuck 1920s, like that. Yeah. yeah. And it shows Jack Dugelson in the photo in the front row. And it's like all these people that have been like killed and murdered. And- yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, It's um, all the ghosts so of like it, the hotel, basically. Yeah. So it, it does cap. It definitely captures the, the yes, feel of the movie. And I read that Spielberg was close friends with Kubrick. So well, no, was he was. He finished, he, he finished AI. AI was a Kubrick movie. Kubrick shot like yeah. a quarter of it, I think, before he yeah. died. And then Spielberg finished it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, they so absolutely were. So it, it was it, sort of a, because the Shining shit is not a book. It's what? Yeah, the Shining stuff was really spot on. It was not bad at all. The Shining part was not in the book. Oh, okay. So, so really? what did Michael tell you? Michael told you that because I, I yeah, Michael told me so. The whole second part was some other fucking thing, and then they include the Shining thing. I think in order to just like take the audience out of the book because like you know when people read the books like Harry Potter and then they change shit up, they're like, oh, well, that's not how it is. But at least it works. It really works with a movie. That's right. what I appreciate about it. 
when we get to the third part, I have something to say. Let's continue with this, and the th- then what the third key? Yes. Okay. Well, we're not really doing them in order, but that's so. If you want to bring you up your recognized point. something last night, remember when he was saying something at the beginning of the Easter eggs when it was announcing? Oh, right. So, yeah, I noticed this, Rico. I know, how many times have you seen it? Ready Player One. So, tell me if you remember this, and I can try to find a clip if if I if you don't, but. When NRX, or or better yet, when Holiday's giving the rules to the to the whole hunt for the Easter egg in the beginning, when they're showing that part, he says something about um, searching the dark room for the the winning. Do you know what I mean? Do you remember him saying something like yeah. that? Sometimes yeah. you can find it. It's not just hidden under a rock. It could be in a dark room or something. Or something like that, right? In, in, that in your mind, in a maze. Yeah, I remember him saying that. That's adventure. The third challenge, yeah. it, it it he go to the dark room to find the Easter egg in adventure, which mm-hmm. ultimately unlocks the third key. The I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal, and I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Hello. Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap. And say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. So in the rules of the, in the opening rules, he tells you how to find the third challenge. Yeah. And it took till my like fourth viewing to catch. I was like, holy shit. I only saw it for like yeah. one and a half times, so yeah. I still had. There's so much more I need to. Catch I've in this. yeah. I've, this is like my fourth or fifth viewing at this point. No, I, I caught that the second viewing. Did um, you? Okay. And I I had already done. I go every time I usually usually when I go through a movie, I go on IMDb or Wikipedia or both and go through like trivia and and factoids and shit like that. Right. So I actually had read that and then forgot about it and then remembered it when I saw that part of the game. Okay. All right. Yeah, see, I, I, I haven't done that, um, especially with a movie like this, because I want to try to find the Easter eggs, if you will, myself. No pun intended. But, like, I want to find those little hidden things on my own. Sure. And that's not to say anything negative about you going and doing that. But for me, it's with this, like, with other movies, like, say, like Harry Potter or you know, Deadpool or something. Once I've seen the movie, I don't mind looking that kind of shit up. But something like this, I want to see, I want to try to find it on my own. Just because I think sure, it's fun. Sure, you want to do your own research. Well, it's, not, it's just because it's fun. You know what I mean? It's fun yeah. to watch it and see something you didn't see last time, you know? Um, I didn't I didn't notice that because I saw it again. And I actually, at one point, I thought I saw something and then I freeze-framed it on my player. And it turns out it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was some... They did a, a panning shot where it zooms in, it shows the, the armies closing in and attacking each other. Okay. And it, I thought I saw the great white shark from Jaws leap out of the rubble and the earth, attack somebody. But it turns out it was just some fucking weird beast thing. I don't, I, it may have been <laughs> culturally significant, but I, I, I was like, 
Ooh, is that Jock? No, that's awkward. Sorry. Well, and there's a lot of weird things like that. Like if you if you go back to the opening scene where where Z's walking through whatever like hallway or or street that he was on or whatever, and they do like that shot of other people walking around. There's a brown type creature and i say that because it's like a like an animal of some nature dressed like doc brown from back to the future 2 that's true it's, it's got there. the yellow trench coat and the red and white spotted spotted t- shirt and then the the tie and the silver sunglasses the whole bit we have Sorry to get back the noise. I'm, I'm saying i tried i thought i was uh catching shit the second time but actually i didn't catch any other pop culture references that I had the first time. No. Like nothing was new for me. I yeah, and maybe maybe cuz I don't know, I wasn't looking for them, I don't know, but like for example, like I didn't catch the Han Solo belt until the second time I watched it. Like I knew he was I wearing a belt. That. If you look at Z, next time you watch him, it's it's Han Solo's belt. If you if you look at it the way it's laid out, it's 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 what Han would wear. I think the buckle's different because they wanted to put the Thundercats thing on it, but other than that, it's yeah. I'll have to uh, next time I rewatch it. I'll have to. The only thing about it, yeah. The only thing about it is there's no gun in the holster. Like I'm, I'm pretty certain it's an empty holster at all times. You know, apart from, I mean, there was not a, there were guns in it, but not a, as much as I expected there to be. There was actually more swords than I initially thought. I initially thought there was going to be like more ray guns and shit like that. But I, it lo- almost looked like, like I don't know. I just expected more. Weapons or something. Yeah. Well, it's definitely older school weapons. You know, it's for what year it is. It's twenty forty five, and you would think that. I mean, I'm not saying that. You know, like hell, if we're going by movie years, you know, the Back to the Future, we're already flying cars and stuff, and paying for things with our thumb, which is pretty close if you use the iPhone. But in that, I mean, Pizza Hut was delivering by your drone. Yeah, it was. Yeah, totally That's was. True. And and we're not that far from that because Amazon's trying to pull that off. So I don't think we need to give Amazon any more fucking power, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But, you know, they are they are trying. I think they are doing experiments with drone delivery for small items. I just see that as being a bad idea. There's drones everywhere. Like, we don't have any privacy at all anymore. Well, that's well, a that whole kind of conversation. The movie because everything is sort of private, but everything's also sort of out there. You know, they're like, "Don't reveal your name." It's like, well, why the fuck not? Well, I mean, that was kind of a thing in Second Life too. I mean, like, you very rarely ever gave out your real name. You know, that was not a thing you did. You know, I would not be very good at that game because I'd be like, "Hi, I'm Rico." They're like, "We don't want to know your fucking name." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, my screen name is Rico Sinatra." My avatar is named Rico Sinatra. <laughs> Did I hear a fucking echo? <laughs> yeah, he said the same thing. I know he did. That's I why I said it back. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I, I thought you would like. I thought you just like knew my avatar screen name and shit. I'm just no, like, you said it. She, how I does she know so that. much about me? Well, all you sing is Sinatra, and you are Rico. It's kind of easy to put it together. I do know Bullshit. that about I you. Love. In the style of Sinatra. No, I didn't. I sang it as Dates of Love. So, I... Anyway, the, um... I, I don't even know. <laughs> I gotta, I'll, I'll, I'll deviate. Uh, I gotta give a shout-out to the fucking villain. Ben Mendelsohn to, fucking killed it. Wait, to who? 
the villain, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, 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 the guy who played Nolan Sorrento? Yeah, dude, he fucking was awesome. Yeah, speaking of villains, sort of, um, they couldn't take him out for obvious reasons, but T.J. Miller. Yeah. You know, like, he's he's all but done in Hollywood, he I is, think. What is, is wrong with him done. again? Well, it started that he was dating somebody, and apparently he, during sex, he was doing stuff like punching her in the face without <gasps> discussing it first, because that's kind of how he got his rocks off. But, and, I mean, some people are into, like, slapping and choking mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, but you usually discuss that kind of shit before you do it. He wasn't. He was just kind of doing, doing it. it. Right. Yeah, but it's just like, then it, punch. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. But then it, sp- now, I, maybe you can back me up, Rico, I don't know, but I think it's spread out that some women are now saying it was flat-out assault, right? Like, Well, it, it was at the same time he was getting a lot of uh, flack for being drunk. He No, what really started the whole thing was he made a bomb threat. He did that, too, he yeah. He a bomb threat? He was drunk on a yeah. plane, wanted to get off the plane, and so he made a bomb threat so he could get off the plane. Wasn't that, am I close? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I think it was something like that. We may be wrong, oh, no, no, but that's no. how I remember. No, he was going to miss a flight, wasn't he? And that's why he did it? It was all oh, no. the same. I don't remember I'm, the circumstances. Though. I'm actually blending two stories. So there was a bomb threat thing, and I don't remember the details of that. The, the other one was he got into a fight with a woman. Not a fist fight, but a drunken argument with a woman. They both got thrown off the, the plane. Yeah. Yeah, and that so it's two separate things. The plane's one thing, and the bomb threat's something else. But so yeah, basically, he, he has substance abuse problem. Yeah, and he's talked yes. about that, but he's it's it's he's doing it very publicly, and that's what ended up really hurting him. It's it's kind of Bible. like a Andy, um, what is that? Oh, Andy Dick. Andy Dick kind of thing. Yeah, but Andy Dick actually assaulted somebody, if I recall, like yeah. sexually assaulted somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where T.J. Miller like he punched like. T.J. Miller punched this woman during sex, but it was somebody he was in a relationship with. So it doesn't necessarily make it right, but it's not just random sexual assault either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't just go up to a hooker and punch her. <laughs> yeah. So. I um, was on Silicon Valley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was, and he left that. I mean, that was even before any of this shit really hit the. I think he left that. I think he was shit kid. I think there was a difference. No, the Mike Judge has even said that he quit. Oh, On Silicon I, Valley? I, yeah. That's a shame. I but, I mean, to reiterate, I know you're tell I know you're leaving for it's like I heard his whole voice and I, I kind of cringed because I had the same opinion when I watched Deadpool 2. Because Deadpool 2 yep. was released right in the middle of the controversy. And I slurred that. Uh <laughs> Uh, right in the middle of all the T.J. Miller bullshit. Right. And so I was like, oh, God, I forgot he was in this fucking movie. What a perfect and like, movie for him to perform in, Deadpool 2. Yeah, but I think, I look, I, if Deadpool was real, I think that's the kind of guy he would have gone after. Like, I don't think he would have been his friend. Deadpool would have probably gone after him. I, if you remember, Deadpool 2, they kind of make his character less oh, yeah. attractive. On a per- like, like he immediately rats them out to cable. So he's a yeah. weakling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was Ryan Reynolds being like, "All right, you're definitely not coming for Deadpool three, so we're going to segue out for you being an unlikable character." Not that he was a real likable character uh, in the first one. He well, was he sort of was emotional support. He was in a in a backwards kind of way. 
I mean, to be fair, Deadpool himself is kind of a fucking, you know, emotional piece of shit. You know, you <laughs> feel for him, but well, no, no, I don't know if I agree Not with that. Necessarily, Rico. I mean, he, he took a shit in someone's kid litty, kitty litter box. He said he did. Oh, one hundred percent. Who he cares did. if he took a shit in the kitty litter box? You hear like, the toilet. On, who cares? Wait, you hear the I'm toilet flush? I'm saying he's got a cerebral uh, sense of humor. He's, well, I yeah, mean, but Deadpool's likable. Just flat out being an ass. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's different than being a flat out ass. Having that kind of sense of humor doesn't necessarily mean you're just an ass. I mean, he rolled over a guy with a fucking zamboni. That guy deserved it, though. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> he deserves to be fucking rolled over by a Zamboni. That's kind of a wicked like way to go, but hey, that's Deadpool. You know, that's, that's the character. A, I mean, that, I'm not, that is he, what look, he's supposed to be. It is per, look. It is perfectly content with the character and is spot on with the character. But for I mean, look, even the character's name for T.J. Miller is what Weasel. Yeah, he was not as Weaselly as he was in the first movie as no, he was in he the wasn't. second movie. But also, I mean, Deadpool shoved a sword up a guy's ass, too, in the second one. Was yeah. it up his ass? Yeah, I remember that when they were in, like, the spa, they were all in, like, hot tubs. Oh, the Japanese bathhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, the first guy he encounters, he shoves a sword up his ass. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's just a Deadpool thing. That's what it is. Did you see that scene? His I character is supposed to be ruthless, like, regardless, yeah. against evil. And there also is some compassion. I mean, when he yeah. talks to Hawkeye, he lifts up his mask so Hawkeye can read his lips. Well, the in the comic, yeah. So you, in the comic, so in the comic book, Hawkeye is is um, deaf. Mm-hmm. So Deadpool, because he sympathizes with that, whenever he's talking and Hawkeye is in the room, he'll lift up the mask just enough that he can see his lips, so mm-hmm. that he can read his lips while he's talking. Mm-hmm. But that's a comic book thing. But anyways, T.J. Miller, yeah, listening to his fucking voice. I, in some in some retrospect, I would have liked either them not to have him, or well, you got to figure they shot that like, thing. How long before everything came out? I mean, that movie's been in production for like two years before it came out. Yeah, but they could still have gone back and say, "Hey, T.J. Miller, we needed to show you taking off your fucking mask." And be like, "What the fuck?" or something like that. Just you know, just a little. I I would have liked to have seen him or not heard him at all. Um, yeah, well, I can understand that. Like, I, seeing him as he was, like, as well, grand as he was in the first one, if not... Well, no, no, he's talking about Ready Player One. Okay, okay, and, okay, that's where I got confused. And here's the thing, like, and I don't know what the, I don't know if there was a different cut at some point, but you know, he, T.J. Miller's the only avatar in the Oasis that, that is what you would call a main character that you never see in the real world. Yeah. And I almost wonder if they cut him out on purpose. Like, if maybe there was a scene at one point where you did, and they just wiped that out. What? That's what I was saying. I think Spielberg was like, nope, fuck it. You can't cut him out because his character's too vital, so you can't cut him out of the whole story, but you can cut out a real, any real FaceTime for T.J. Miller. Now, that said, he's all over the extras, and I don't know if, if, you know, who gets control of that or who gets the same thing about that but he's all over the extras i don't know i don't know i don't know i mean you could ask Matty granger who's in charge of like extra bonus shit because he was yeah like a part of that yeah yeah yeah. um yeah teaching miller i just i did have one laugh out loud moment it was like 
wait, dude, you're not really going to do that. Like, I have so much shit from over the years. Like, I actually inside me. Yeah. Yeah. I He had a couple of fun. Look, I, here's the thing. Like, I want to like T.J. Miller because I think he's a funny person. Forget the shit that he's done. Like, I'm not excusing that. But in the sense of, like, I've seen his stand-up. It's fucking funny. The I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. I, you know, I've always liked him when he was on Silicon Valley, which is my first exposure to him, you know, and then... You know, then in Deadpool and ultimately in this movie, you know, and like you get typical T.J. Miller lines when he's like, so how, when when he says to him, when um, Nolan's character in the Oasis says to him, how are you? He goes, I've got this neck thing. It might be carpal tunnel of the neck or something of that. You know, like he's making these yeah. the neck jokes like that's that's a T.J. Miller kind of line. It almost makes me wonder if it was ad libbed, you know, but. Spielberg doesn't really allow too much ad lib, so if if that was an ad lib, it was maybe just one. Spielberg's right. very very much like because Spielberg is like in and out, like let's film a scene, we're done. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scorsese won't let people ad lib, but Spielberg and, not so much. And to your point about how he shoots movies, let's get behind the scenes for a minute. So it was really interesting because I was curious what they did with age, especially once you find out that. As Deb mentioned earlier on, that it's a you know it's an African American woman that is H in the Oasis, and in the Oasis he's like you know what like eight feet tall or whatever, and he's like seven five and like a jacked out black dude. Yeah, and I was wondering how they handled that because again they did the mocap for you know these these actors, so when the extras what they showed is they did let her do all the mocap. It is her. Uh, in the suit and then to get the height one of the things they did is like anytime she was walking next to like z or somebody like that they had like a platform so she was standing on this platform so that Mm -hmm. it would she would be higher and then the voice is her too what they did is they let her just act with her normal voice and then dropped it in post a couple octaves a couple of octaves yeah so you still get all her personality now, I had a theory, and I just confirmed that I was pretty spot on. In the book, uh, the area that Wade lives in is in Oklahoma City. Okay. Now, in the movie, it's set in Ohio. In Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had a theory that, because I didn't know, I, re- I haven't read the book, and I didn't know for sure until I just looked 30 seconds ago. But I remember Spielberg is from Ohio. I wonder if he changed it. Because he's from Ohio, and turns out, yeah, pretty much. Really? Well, you, but here's the thing: he's from Cincinnati, not Columbus. Right. But here's the other thing too: like Ernie Klein wrote the screenplay. He actually wrote the screenplay before Spielberg was even attached. Now that doesn't mean that changes can't be made. I get that. I'm not that naive. But like, right. he was involved. In all aspects of that movie, like he's, you know, and there's there's lots of things again in the extras about him on set, him conversing with Spielberg and not just like, hey, how you doing? Like talking about scenes and what they're going to do. So like, in my opinion, he 
gave his seal of approval to any of those changes if, if Spielberg did make them. Yeah. You know. Like the Shining bit. Like the Shining bit, mm-hmm. right. Or moving it from Oklahoma to Columbus or whatever. Yeah. And I think, and like, I was, all right, so you know that Twitch thing that you came and chatted on for a little bit that I did a couple weeks yeah. ago? One of the guys there and I, we were talking on, and I think you had already left or before you got there, about cover songs. And like, we actually like it when a band, when they're doing a cover, they don't just do it note for note. And it was it was spawned off the fact that like I don't know if you know but Weezer did a cover of um, Africa by Toto, so and they did it almost note for note, you know, tone for tone. They didn't really put their own spin on it. And I almost prefer mm-hmm. when a band puts their own spin on it. So same thing if you're interpreting a book and turning it into a movie, you know, put your own spin on it. You know, like Spielberg, like changing it to sure. Columbus, adding the shining thing, whatever, but not mm-hmm. completely just destroying the spirit of the story you know i can agree with that um i think the main reason that it worked for ready player one was because it's not a series if it was a whole bunch of books like let's say harry potter the biggest bitch about harry potter is that a lot of people they take out a lot of stuff and add and change shit that like well if they just followed the story it would have been you know better but I think because there's a whole mythology to Harry Potter, there's not mu- as much as one as Ready Player One. So I think they can fuck with and tweak it with one book as opposed to a whole series. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, And And, you know, again, if they do a second book like we were talking about earlier, then maybe they get the opportunity to tweak it again. Mm-hmm. You look tired, honey. You want to go to bed lay down? Yes, actually, I'm going to let myself go from this conversation. All right, hon. I had a lot All of fun, right. and I appreciate everybody listening. <laughs> and Rico, good night. Good night, Debbie. And good night, honey. I'll see you shortly in bed. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, if you're going to put your own twist on things, then, I mean, I'm fine with that. Especially Again, especially if the, the writer of the book is on set and kind of giving his seal of approval. Why is that such a bad thing? You know what I mean? And the same thing with Harry Potter, like you yeah. like you referenced. Wasn't J.K. Rowling basically on set for all the movies, if not? Yeah, um, but they still took a lot of liberties with a lot of shit. Like, personally... I well, let's would not like get into the Harry Potter her. tonight, but I'm just saying, like, she was there, though, well, to, like... She was there, yeah. But uh, personally, for something like Harry Potter, I'd rather see a show. I'd rather see every season cover one book. And they stretch it out. They include as much as they can from the book. Right. Because the fans will have nothing to bitch about. Because I've said it well, before look. many times in this podcast, the worst thing about a subject is the fans. It's the best thing and the worst thing, you know? And... Right, but at the same time, like, you know, people are going to complain no matter what. Like, that's going to happen. People are going to bitch and complain no matter what. You could have, you could have 20 seasons to, to spill out every second, every word, every sentence in those books, and someone's going to complain about something. Sure. They're going to complain about who's casting and who's directing. Oh, this doesn't feel like this. This didn't feel like my interpretation of the book. Sure. Right. Of course that. But at least if they put every detail, or at least if they follow each chapter with an episode, then then that's fine. I think that would be better. Because going back to the fourth book, I was like, they should have split this in two. Because they left out so much shit that I wanted to see. So, you know, I get it. I get it. It's a double-edged sword. 
But for Ready Player One, it's just one book. And if the author was like, you know what, fuck it, fuck with my shit, have fun. Because I'm pretty sure there's a lot more Spielberg references in the book than there is in the movie. Obviously. Probably. So, yeah. you know, but that goes with what I'm saying before. It's like Spielberg almost, he could have fallen in that category of being like, I'm just going to self-reference all my shit. So they had to like pick and choose a lot of shit that wasn't his, which is why I think there was a lot more obscure pop culture references. There was a lot, there was Freddy Krueger, there was fucking the Japanese shit, there was fucking, uh, you know, the Bart. T-Rex, there was King Kong, Bart, yeah. There was, uh, uh, yeah, and E. Honda, and Batman, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. There was Overwatch, there was the, te- alright, we gotta talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a fucking minute, because I had a problem with that I one. I still not see them. They're there, they're in the, they're in the, um... The final battle, the big oh. main battle on that ice planet okay. or whatever, and what? Ha- see, what you're looking for the wrong thing. I guarantee you, and I don't mean that as a shot at you, Rico, but I think I think I know why you're having trouble finding them. So, I'll tell you when to look for them. There's a scene where, um, what's her? What's his female henchman's name? The Sorrento's that. I never fit- caught her. She was kind of a useless character for me personally. Right. Well, anyway, at one point she's driving down the street trying to find where Samantha is and the where the is. and where the van is, and they see people just on the street. Like, I don't want to use the word fake fighting, but they're not fighting anybody on real life because they're fighting in the game. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's these four kids doing these like karate moves, and then it transfers to the in the game and it's the Ninja Turtles. The reason you're not recognizing them, I think, is because it's the fucking Ninja Turtles from the Megan Fox movie. It's not our our oh, Ninja Turtles. That could be it. Yeah, when I think of Ninja Turtles, I think of the Jim Henson ones. Jim Henson? Yeah. The movies? Like the, the oh, first three oh, movies? No, if I'm gonna... If they were gonna do Ninja Turtles, yeah, they could have done those, but if they were gonna do Ninja Turtles, they should have done fucking... Um, a, a a variation on the the animated series. Oh well, there's that too. But I when I think of Ninja Turtles, I think of the the live action Jim Henson uh, up tree. Was that was that Henson? It was yeah. Well, he didn't he didn't direct it, but he did they, the puppy. He, he did was, the the costumes because they were costumes. Well, there were people in those. He was I th- he was dead by the time the well, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It was well, his what, wor- it was his workshop. You're right, the the Henson workshop, yeah. Um, you mentioned Harry Potter earlier. I want to, because I think we're getting ready to wrap this thing down. But I wanted to give some uh, a preview that we're gonna potentially be getting a guest on. I don't want to say soon, but in the future, who is big into the Harry Potter books, um, Deb as well. But this is somebody else, and she actually saw the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway. Oh, so so she's gonna be able to add to that part of the story. Are you familiar with that thing? I never saw it. I didn't read the book, but I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, and I'm just like, "Fuck this! This does not feel like part of Harry Potter. It feels like a fan fiction bullshit." I refuse to acknowledge that's Harry Potter. Well, Rowling wrote it for one, but the other thing is no. like, it, what? Rowling Rowling gave her like she consulted on it. Another guy wrote it. And she and you, oh, you're you right. get permission. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But look, it's it it's what happens after Harry Potter, and I'm kind of curious to see that. So anyway, that's it. I'm never going to see the play because I don't have that kind of money. But you know, 
I'm curious to let her kind of give her synopsis of it. So it'll be cool to have that added to it, even if you don't think it, it's a thing. So, okay. But, um, anything else you want to say? <laughs> oh, this has been a train wreck. Um, anything else? Uh, it, it has not been a train wreck, CJ. Look, I think, I think it was a great introduction for, for Debbie and me because we hadn't spoken to each other. Um, I think I think I think she she'll get the hang of it for future episodes. Yeah, probably. I think it was very much it was very much a spur of the moment. Like, hey, fuck it, let's get her on. And That's then you're true. like, all right, definitely. And thank you for coming on. We mean that. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to say, or do you feel like we need to cover with this movie before we call it a night? I I, I think I need to order a fucking pizza. That's what I think I need. I uh, yeah, we've been at this for a long time. <laughs> It may not seem like Dude, a few people, but believe me. Fucking day. So we start at two. It's now seven thirty-six. Yeah. How do you think I feel? Oh fuck you! Oh fuck you! CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at PodeskewPR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.